Yes, yes, y'all. What's going on, Internet? The Black Hokage here, aka TBH. And to be honest, I'd like to welcome you back to Hokage Thoughts, the show where I ain't no hoes, but I do think out loud here on anchor.fm slash the Black Hokage. We are also available on Spotify, iTunes, and all other major podcast outlets. Today, in which I'm recording this podcast, is September 15th, 2018. And I want to kick the show off by giving a moment of silence to Lawbreakers. <laughs> Their servers, they, they shut down today. And yesterday they had one last hurrah. They conducted one last community day event, but you probably didn't hear about it because only two people showed up. Anyways, regardless, uh, <laughs> uh, moment of silence for lawbreakers. Okay. Anyways, uh, I didn't pick up any new subscribers since the last show, so I have nobody to shout out. But if you want, now you can hit that big subscribe button on my profile at anchor.fm slash the Black Hokage. You can sub for 99 cents, 5 bucks, or even 10. Obviously, you don't have to subscribe, but it's always appreciated when someone throws a few bucks your way for all this free content. Because Lord knows I have bills. All right, let's get into to today's show. I said, why did I say it like that? I don't know, because I can't speak. All right. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about uh, gaming, of course. A little bit of comic news, a little bit of music, and a lot of bit of life. I think you guys are going to like the life section because I got some decent questions on that one and I felt like I could answer them just a little bit, just a little bit, a little bit. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the gaming. Uh, I want to go ahead and kick this podcast off by warning people about NBA 2K19. Uh, I dropped my NBA live review like I want to say a week and a half ago and i got a lot of hate from the live community because there's a lot of nutcases in that fucking community um who call me a 2k fanboy um but the reason i haven't reviewed nba 2k19 uh is a multitude of reasons a i was playing spider-man last week that kept me busy then i started tomb raider right after i'm streaming that right now um come over to the stream to twitch.tv slash the black okage uh and then there's other games coming out so i don't have time like I, i've been playing 2k on the side during the weekends when I'm like editing and like shit is rendering. So then like my, I just have to sit there and let my computer render. Then I can like play some my career a little bit, but I really have not been playing 2K because there's other games that I need to review because I'm not a freaking basketball YouTuber or whatever. I'm not in the basketball sim community. I'm just a huge basketball fan that enjoys the games. Also, I haven't reviewed 2K because the game is buggy as fuck this year and it breaks my heart to say this shit because they did make some improvements on the defense and uh the ball movement like the passing and there's lots of new animations like they definitely improved the gameplay and it feels like there's a skill gaps there although they do need to nerf these steals that is op but it's being dampered their 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 progression with the gameplay is being dampered by the fact that it's like usually it's the gameplay everybody's complaining about but this year it's the technical aspect of the game it's like does 2k test their game before they put it out like how hard is it to pay five to ten people to consistently work with your developers during the development of each 2k to test your game to find bugs so that you can iron them out before the game comes out obviously no game is perfect but game this game should not be so glitchy because it comes out every year it's running off the same engine every year and you guys have not mastered your engine that shit is wild to me and like I said, why don't they hire some freaking game testers to test the game for them along the way all throughout production? Make them sign an NDA so obviously they can't talk about the game um, because a lot of times uh, when it comes to life, we as people, we do not see our own mistakes. And it's not because anybody's like arrogant or anything like that or like uh, cocky. It's just like you just don't see it because it's, it's your work. Sometimes you need an outside perspective to see things. And that's what feedback is. So I feel like they need to bring in maybe some outside uh, perspectives to test the game 
try to break it try to find glitches because i feel like also the developers don't think like the community one thing that really pisses me off about the nba 2k community is they'll make a better game the next year and they'll try to balance it out but it doesn't matter because they'll try to find glitches like they found a glitch they found the animation glitch in 2k19 already so you got pierce sharps out there gotten who got handles like fucking playmakers and shit like that they they found that already within the first damn week um and that's exactly what i wanted to talk about in this damn section uh so i wanted to warn you guys like yo buy 2k19 at your own risk this is why i have not reviewed it yet i really haven't been playing it i'm waiting to see if they patch some of this shit because i don't i'm scared to play it there's so many glitches uh i, I hear some that i wrote down uh well actually fucking ace shout out to ace uh he gave me a bunch of glitches that he ran into. Here's some ones, the other ones that I've seen people run into. So, uh, face scanning in the game. When you scan into the game, your face becomes lighter. The only fix for that is you got to rescan your face, which isn't too big of a deal, but that is annoying having to constantly rescan your face. Um, after training in the gym, when you go to the game, uh, the app crashes. Uh, the training drill for the quick reflexes isn't working in the Gatorade training facility. Uh, when picking a created jump shot, this one was really annoying. I ran into this glitch myself. When you create a jump shot, the way it works is it'll ask you to pick a base a mid form and then your release uh but basically the what the way the glitch works is whatever your base is so like let's say you picked carmelo anthony as your base james harden is your mid and then larry bird as your release your jump shot will automatically just become carmelo's full jump shot it doesn't actually mix the animations together and give you a unique jump shot so that's a glitch right there that shit's annoying um, when playing 2v2 and 3v3 in the park, the person taking the ball uh, doesn't have to check it in. Sometimes they can just dribble at will. Uh, the negative one VC uh, glitch. This happened day one when the game came out. A lot of people were trying to purchase VC for whatever reason. Um, and whenever they would purchase it, instead of being... Let's say you purchased 200,000 VC for $50. Instead of getting that VC, your account would say you now have negative one VC. Imagine paying $50 for some microtransactions and not getting what, not only not getting what you wanted, but you have negative one in your account. There's that glitch. And then the glitch that Flock ran into, you guys go follow Flock on YouTube at youtube.com slash leader of the Flock. He's part of GI. He did a video on this. He ran into this glitch and it's got me nervous to play the game because this they up uh they released a patch the other day and this patch is now introduced this glitch where people's my player stats are being deleted so what happened was flock completed a my player game and at the end of a my player game you know it shows you all the good that you did and it stacks up all your stats and then it gives you vc and once that happened it deleted all of his my player stats and has sent him back to a default 60 overall imagine grinding your character to an 80 something and then just having your shit all deleted and becoming a default character again so that's why I haven't been playing NBA 2K19. It's a shame that this shit isn't working. Um, like, y'all need to hire some damn testers. This is unacceptable. This is the 100 million game in y'all series. Do y'all not test y'all games before you release them? Freaking all these glitches. Iron these out and this might be one of the best 2Ks ever. But right now, it's just a scary time to play the game. I would not recommend. Per give it a month if you're thinking about purchasing it. I, this is not a review, but I'm saying maybe give it a month before you purchase it let's see if they iron out the details because right now shit is looking a little spooky in nba 2k19 i wouldn't trust them and every time also every time they release a patch it seems to break something else too and that's fucking infuriating and these are just glitches that i know of i'm sure there are other ones out there but the the, the main thing that i'm scared of is the deleting the my player stats thing like i'm scared of that glitch i'm waiting to see if they they fixed that. They said, you know, close your game out and restart it or some other shit like that. Like they, when people were asking on Twitter, because a lot of people have been hitting with this glitch. They basically hit us with the did you reset your router fucking shit? Like, nah, bro. Nah, 2K, y'all need to get y'all sit together because this is unacceptable. Y'all make so much. 
y'all make like millions of dollars every year off vc alone y'all can't afford to hire some extra staff to, to strictly be dedicated to testing your game because clearly your developers are more focused on trying to improve the gameplay the animations let's let's focus on the technical aspect of the game this is why it's important um and i <laughs> this is oh my god i remember uh somebody left on my review my a comment on my live review he was like uh he's like he said i was going too hard on it chill out this is the first week it came out they're gonna patch the game this is exactly why i go hard on games like live and 2k uh fucking uh insomniac did not have to patch spider-man spider-man got rave reviews because it's a fun game i did run into some glitches but they weren't game breaking glitches it was just stuff like uh like people popping up like popping up textures and shit like that it was nothing serious uh the game works for the most part i'm playing tomb raider i haven't ran into glitches the game just works for for the most part it's just an amazing game you have all these games coming out that are just they just work but for some reason when it comes to the two basketball games the games don't work and to hear somebody say chill out it's the first week they're gonna patch the game whether it's 2k or live that's unacceptable this is why y'all games don't improve the basketball community needs to start voicing their community you need to start speaking on the technical aspects of the game not just the freaking gameplay because it matters and that's all I got to say when it comes to this NBA 2K19 glitches. All I'm saying is, you know, be wary if you're thinking about pay purchasing it. I say give it a month. Let them see if they iron out the details because it's a shame. And it's a shame, too, because the gameplay is much better overall this year. There is a skill gap besides those glitches. Oh, my God. Um, This past week, there was a Nintendo Direct and they uh, revealed some things. The main two things of interest that caught my eye is... Uh, Shout out to Luigi's Mansion 3. That's coming to the Nintendo Switch. Although I find that, like, why did, why didn't, was it Luigi's Mansion Dark Side of the Moon or some shit like that? Or Luigi's Mansion 2, if you want to call it that. Why did that one come to the 3DS and then this one's coming to the Switch? Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, that was back when the Wii U was out. So maybe, oh my God, Nintendo conspiracies. Did Nintendo put Luigi's Mansion 2 on the 3DS instead of the Wii U? Because they knew the Wii U was trash at that time. And they were just trying to save face. Nintendo conspiracies with me. So yeah, it's interesting to see that the, one of the main entries in the game is on the 3DS. And now it's being put it over to the Switch, the, the third one, which it should be. It makes me wonder, do you think they'll do like a Luigi's Mansion 2 uh, remaster for like the Switch or something like that at some point? Because I, I feel like a lot of people didn't play because it was on the 3DS. But anyway, Luigi's Mansion uh, 3. Uh, I did not play 2. Um because it was on the 3ds and i just didn't want to play on the 3ds uh but i will be playing three i'm excited about that uh, i'm excited to see what type of new ghost battles they have what type of new mechanics they'll introduce to the game hopefully it's not just more of the same they introduce some type of new mechanics to it uh hopefully they'll have some hopefully we'll get, uh, get, to, get to see polter pup again i love polter pup uh <laughs> and that's all i got to say about that i'm just excited it's cool to see that they announced it i've seen a lot of people saying that this nintendo direct was trash but the fact alone that they announced Luigi's Mansion 3, I, I would not call it trash. It wasn't amazing. But come on, Luigi's Mansion, that's a... I wouldn't put Luigi's Mansion in the uh, the upper the upper tier of Nintendo games. Like, I wouldn't... Like, if we had to go A tier, B tier, like, Mario and Zelda are in the A tier. I would put Luigi Mansion in the B. Like, it's there. It's they, it's a seller, but it's not the biggest seller for Nintendo. But I'd put it in the B tier. Uh, a lot of people love Luigi's Mansion. If you never played it, the original is a classic. Um, and then also, they announced Isabel is coming to Super Smash Bros. I had no idea who Isabel was. Uh, apparently, she's from, uh, what's that game called? Uh, Animal Crossing, which is basically, um, what's that shit? Uh, the Sims with dogs, basically. Sims with dogs and raccoons and shit. It's like fucking 
trailer park simulator or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I had no idea who this was. I don't play Animal Crossing. The game never interested me. I heard you literally. The, I heard the game's literally about nothing. You just live your life as a damn raccoon. Um, I mean, if you find that fun, fun, kudos to you. But that doesn't interest me. Um, looking at her gameplay, I was confused. She kind of looks like she plays like uh, the uh, the the original uh, Animal Crossing kid. I forgot his name. Like she had the same little rocket move. I mean, she did have some little cheerleader pom poms. That was cute. Like the character is cute as shit. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, come on. We've been asking for Knuckles. We've been asking for Shadow. We've been asking for all these cool characters to come to Super Smash Bros. And y'all give us Isabel. I mean, if you're gonna give us a damn, if you're gonna give us an uh, Animal Crossing character, you could at least give us that damn raccoon so we can be infectious, you know? So I can do like a little claw attack and you know infect him with my trash claws or something, and then give us like a little uh, trash panda, a trash panda skin or something like that. But I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that, Isabel. Uh, I'll try her out. I'm not gonna totally dismiss her because uh, it is what it is. But hopefully they have more characters to announce. I did not watch the actual Nintendo Direct, so I don't know if whether or not they said that. I didn't have time. I just kind of watched the highlights. Um, so hopefully they announce some new characters. Um, all right. So the first and only voice question, at least uh, like voiceover uh, that I have, uh, it comes for Lorco. And he wants to talk a little bit about mobile gaming. And of course, if you guys want to submit a voicemail, leave a message for a question for me to answer. Download the Anchor app on iOS and Android. It's totally free. Head over to my profile, search the Black Okage, or you can go to anchor.fm slash the Black Okage and hit that send a message vo uh, button and you'll be able to send me a voicemail. And if I like the question, I will use it. But yeah, let's see what Lorco has to say. Hey, how you doing, TBH? My question is, what are your thoughts on mobile gaming? And do you feel like one day it can compete with modern day gaming, such as Xbox, PlayStation, and maybe PC? Appreciate you for taking my question. Have a good one. All right, so we got a two-part question here. What do I think of mobile gaming? And then do I think one day it can compete with the main platforms of PC and console? All right, so my, first of all, my thoughts on mobile gaming. I'm a mobile game fan. A lot of you probably don't know that um, if you're only subscribed to my main channel, The Black Okage, because I don't post mobile content over there, but I do post mobile gaming over on uh, the group channel, the GI channel, youtube.com slash GI updates. Subscribe if you haven't already. I do mobile reviews over there, although it's been like a month or two since I've done one. I need to get back on my bullshit. I actually just bought a new lightning cable, so I am about to get back on my bullshit. I used to use a software that would beam my uh, my mobile gameplay from my phone to my screen, but it was like a little bit laggy, so I didn't really like it. And then I seen uh, Data Dave. Shout out to Data Dave. He put me onto the lightning cable uh, adapter, which allows me to hook up my phone directly into my computer's HDMI port, and then I can beam it to my computer one-to-one uh, -one with no lag or anything like that, so uh, you should see mobile reviews coming back to the GI channel and an improvement in the way the gameplay kind of uh, runs and much smoother. Um, anyway, so my thoughts on it, I'm a big fan of mobile gaming. I have like 100 games on my phone, I ain't gonna lie. I have a 64 gigabyte uh, iPhone 6S. Uh, I know, I know, iPhone 6S. I, I don't get a new phone every year because uh, as long as my shit call and text, I don't give a fuck. My phone works well, fine. Uh, I've had it for like three years. <laughs> uh, I got like 100 games on my phone and like it's a 64 gigabyte one and I, I swear to God, uh, I looked at it the other day, like 59 gigabytes on my phone are games, bro. And uh, that's because uh, I'm not consistently playing them all, but I'm consistently trying new ones and I just don't delete them because I, I want to review those games and share my thoughts on them. Uh, like I said, I have a whole playlist on the GI channel, youtube.com slash GI updates. And I, I think mobile gaming has... If you're not playing mobile games right now, I think it's because you still have the idea of what they were in the early 2000s. Mobile gaming has come a long way. They have evolved, especially visually. Um, in gameplay-wise, I think the main thing that's still holding back game uh, gameplay for mobile games is the controls. Uh, we've gone in. We live in an all-touchscreen life 
uh, all touchscreen world basically uh it makes hard for controls like uh i remember i reviewed the assassin's creed game on uh iphone and the gameplay plays like assassin's creed on console like it doesn't skip obviously there's not as many npcs on the screen because there's not enough horsepower under the hood to like render that but in terms of being able to climb on top of buildings and jump around and there's a whole city and stuff like that it was it's actually very impressive um but what holds it back is the controls it's hard to be precise when the analog stick is just your touch screen and then there's no tactile feedback with um the buttons that you press on the screen um some games do have tactile feedback but most don't and then on top of that i feel like the button spacing and the controls is usually weird like let's say you have an a and a b button on the screen usually they'll be like right next to each other because there's not enough real estate on the screen to create enough uh space for your fingers a lot of times your, your, your fingers are overlap so when you play mobile mobas um you'll be pressing the wrong button sometimes because i'd be fat i'd be fat fingering shit so that sucks but um from a technical and a visual standpoint i think mobile gaming has taken has come a long way um there's a lot of games out there like <laughs> i think the most uh infamous company is gameloft if you actually play mobile games you know what i'm talking about gameloft is notorious for creating basically mobile versions of console games they straight up just rip off games they have a mobile assassin's creed it's not called assassin's creed it's like a pirate game but it plays exactly like it i think that shit is funny um the Asphalt 9 series is amazing. It's a racing series, arcade racing games. Um, if you're fans of like the Burnout or like the Need for Speed series, I think you'll like that on phone. Uh, that Racing games on phone always uh, control really well. Um, there's one game that I have. Uh, oh, it's called uh, something. It's called Shadowgun Legends. This is one of the most impressive mobile games that I've played recently. Uh, I'm going to be doing a review on it recently. Once again, it's called Shadowgun Legends. It's basically Destiny 2 on your phone. I swear to God. Like visually, it does not skimp. Uh, obviously the controls like to counter that they have a uh, aim assist to help you with it but it's basically it's a loot shooter on your phone with online play customization there's beautiful graphics a big hub world and levels and shit like that it's really impressive um skull girl skull girls on the phone is amazing i love this they have a combo system that you use by tapping the screen there's a lot of tap fighters on the um on mobile like i remember i reviewed um the, the Power Rangers game, that's a tap fighter, but it doesn't play like Power Rangers. It has a better combo system where you can actually juggle people and do combos and specials in the game. Um, and they have a very robust story mode. Um, so if you're a person who rides the train a lot or you ride the bus, you commute on the bus to get yourself to and from to work or school or to see your baby mama, whatever you do. Um, mobile gaming has come a long way. You just got to I think what makes it hard to get into mobile gaming is new games are coming out every day and there's so much shit. There's so much shovelware on the iOS and Android store. It's kind of hard to tell what's good and what's not. And that's kind of why I started doing my mobile game reviews. Um, like I said, I don't post it on my main channel because I feel like my main audience wouldn't appreciate it and they'd probably call me a sellout because everybody on my main channel, the Black Okage, seems to think that they know me and they understand me, but I've always played. I've been playing mobile games on my phone for years now. Uh, it's nothing new, but you know, they like to create this narrative and I'm not, obviously that doesn't apply to anybody. If it doesn't apply, let it fly, but there's a lot of assholes and just fucking trolls that only want to see one thing, so that's why I don't talk about it on my main channel, but I do on the GI channel. Um, so yeah, I think it's come a long way. I think mobile gaming is great. Like I said, the main problem is curation. You need people out there there's a lot of great mobile channels um to check out um i wish i could give you some there's a couple that i'm subscribed to um oh i'll give you one uh game ranks they're not a mobile they're not a mobile channel they're just a gaming channel period but every month they do a top 10 free games to play on ios and android and a top 10 paid games to play on ios and android um and there's another channel that uh that i'm subscribed to let me see if i can find it he does a really great um suggestions uh on mobile games to play let me see da, 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 like oh it's called uh his channel is tiny little games 
name of this channel i repeat is tiny little games and this channel is specifically on youtube uh catered to just reviewing mobile games um so the main thing is curation finding the good games and uh but when you find them they can be addicting uh i come I, I remember i was addicted at one point to paying to playing nba live mobile um it was it was it's <laughs> I, I believe it or not i enjoyed the mobile version of nba live more than the damn console version um just because it had a good pve um mode in there basically the court battles that are nba live now it's been on nba live mobile for years now they took the shit from mobile and just put it on the damn console and for mobile it works but for console i thought it sucked um sorry about that that was my chair uh <laughs> so yeah that's how i think that's what i think in general how far they come no i think they can complete compete with console uh, that's left to be seen there's some issues like i said there's two issues the one positive you can take away from mobile gaming is visually it has come a long way i wrote an article like last year um i think it was nvidia they revealed recently or it might have been amd don't quote me on this one of the one of the gpu um companies revealed that they're working on mobile chips that can rival the uh the oh, excuse me the ps4 and the xbox one in terms of visual quality uh it's not it won't be out for another year so maybe no, another few years so maybe by the time that comes out there'll be new consoles out so i don't know they're, they're basically saying it is possible to put ps4 level graphics on your phone uh it's, it's years down the line and that's cool to hear but my main thing is the main problem that needs because graphics on phones are already nice uh, i'm not worried about that especially because phone screens are smaller so when a screen is smaller there's heavier pixel density so it'll look better the smaller it is that's why when you have like a shitty ass meme it looks good small and then you blow it up in photoshop it looks bad because it has low pixel density uh there's a lot of pixels on the mobile screen so it'll still look a little look good anyways i'm sitting here talking about technical jargon um the main thing that they need to solve i feel like man phone manufacturers is controls sony tried to do something with it but that phone flopped i, I don't remember the name of the phone but uh, I remember it had a it was a touchscreen phone and you could slide it up and then it had like a D-pad and buttons and shit like it was like a PlayStation controller, a PlayStation controller, basically. Um, but that phone flopped for whatever reason. They need to find a way to implement better controls into smartphones in order for them to truly compete with the console experience. Because there's a lot of games online that you can there's a lot of games that you can play online competitively for mobile. Um, that's our, there's that online infrastructure is already there. It's just the controls. Um touchscreen controls just do not work for first person shooters they do their their workaround is heavy aim assist but it just doesn't feel good so visually i feel like we can compete with consoles when it comes to mobile but controls nah um the damn for sure can't compete with pc nothing will be the damn mouse and keyboard but right now i would say mobile gaming is in an interesting space i would say look into it i personally enjoy different mobile i enjoy mobas on mobile more than i do like i can't play league of legends but i can play arena of valor arena of valor is uh owned by the same company who does league of legends uh tencent that's like the parent company of uh riot games uh, they're a big like chinese conglomerate that invests in a lot of stuff they also own arena of valor which is on mobile and it's coming to switch which by the way i play i was in the switch beta fire look out for that game if you like mobiles anyways you could play the mobile version right now on your phone and arena of valor is fire on the phone mobile mobas are great the controls just feel right like i hate i hate league of legends because you have to do that clicky ass shit and then the camera's weird with arena of valor it's the overhead look just like um uh league of legends but you control with the analog stick and then you just hit buttons to do your special attacks and somehow it works it works and it's a lot of fun so if you've never played arena of valor that is one of my favorite mobile games i think i reviewed that one on the gi channel as well um <clears throat> but to going back to your question yes and no visually i think it'll be able to compete with consoles but controls until they solve that control problem 
no and i don't know honestly i don't know what the solution is because we live in a touchscreen world are we bringing back buttons or are we just gonna try because i don't know i don't know we're gonna see only time will tell technology advances Te technology makes advancements every year and a half so let's see where we are a year and a half from now maybe three years in case you guys didn't know that's like the i forgot what it's called but it's like one of the laws of pcs or some shit like that technology advances every year and a half and that's why a new gpu comes out every year and a half and it's better than the previous one and so it's 20 percent more powerful and this that and the third uh so yeah that's my uh thoughts on mobile gaming and speaking of mobile gaming actually uh the new iphone was announced uh they, they announced three new iphones it was like i don't know the iphone xs and the iphone xrd like these new iphones sound like fucking uh guilty gear games i don't know if y'all play guilty gear guilty gear 2 xrd or some shit like that i'm like this is a guilty gear game or a fucking iphone and just my thoughts on the new iphone real quick uh i don't give a fuck like i said i've i've had the iphone 6s for three years now i'll i probably will upgrade to one of those new iphones this year just because i do have the sprint um the sprint what is it called uh, iphone forever plan if you're not familiar i don't know if they still do it but like back when i got my iphone they were doing this iphone forever plan where basically every year i'm allowed to upgrade to the latest iphone for free uh but i just haven't because i don't care the iphone 8 didn't interest me the iphone x didn't interest me like the lack of a headphone jack just really bothers me um i like some things is if it ain't broke don't fix it uh but i might end up eventually uh upgrading this year because my phone is starting to slow down a little bit it's starting to glitch a little bit after three years and to be honest it's it, it's ran its course i've gotten my money's worth i've paid it off uh but i just i don't really see what's new in the phones Ooh, they got some new emojis it's 10 percent thinner Ooh, uh the battery is five percent more powerful Ooh, uh but in terms of the game like in terms of like what it's doing i don't really oh you can make the background blurry with the phone camera and shit like that like i can do that with my ds I don't give a fuck, bro. Uh, I just don't see any innovation on the phone front. I really want to see some type of innovation. I don't know what I want, but uh, what I'm seeing from not even just iPhone, but Android. Period. Android and iPhone. I feel like in a, we're in a we're in a very content state for technology when it comes to phones. We're not really seeing any innovations, man. When I was young, well, I'm, I'm only 20. I'm not old. But back when I was like 2021, 20, that was back when the first 4G phones were coming out, and that like that was a that was a fun time. That was a that was we were on the cusp of new technology, and like I was back then, I was an Android dude. Um, I used to I used to root my phone back when rooting was a thing. And like I used to be just heavy into hacking my phone and shit like that. I was getting all the apps, all the alleged apps and shit like that. Now I just don't care anymore. And, and mainly because I just don't really see a difference. I don't really see that. I don't see the point of investing that much time in hacking your phone and shit like that. It just seems boring and pointless. Um, I'm old man when it comes to these phones, I guess. So I guess I'll agree. But the new iPhone, I didn't, I didn't get it. I don't, I don't get the point. I, whatever. Just new year, new me, I guess. So yeah, uh, that's all I got for the gaming side of things. I guess we're gonna move on to the next part of the show. We're gonna talk a little bit about this comic book, this Henry Cavill uh, situation. Uh, people are saying he's not gonna be Superman anymore. Then his agent said, no, that's wrong. Then they released like another set. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Maybe Henry will be Superman, maybe he will not. All I know is multiple ar ar arguments. Nobody argued over an article. <laughs> multiple articles came out saying that uh, Warner Bros. is interested in taking Superman in a new direction. And by new direction, black. <laughs> Supposedly, Michael B. Short, uh, Michael B. Jordan is on the short list for uh, playing Superman. And if you're unfamiliar with Michael B. Jordan's work, I don't know why you would be, but just in case you aren't, he played Killmonger and uh, Black Panther. He was also in Fruitville Station, Creed, Creed Two, um, uh, and he was also in that. Uh, fantastic four movie that we don't talk about uh anyways <laughs> what's the name uh so 
yeah so apparently he's on the short list this has been getting a lot of hype people are wondering if he can play the character and to be honest i'm confused of what warner bros means by they want to take superman in a new direction and they're adding a black character like i'm all for helping my brothers prosper but this one does confuse me uh i just don't see michael b jordan as superman also what's what's the situation on because killmonger is marvel killmonger is rumored to come back in avengers 4 so i don't think the character's dead they're gonna bring him back on some time traveling bullshit somehow um he's still in the marvel cinematic universe and they're saying he's gonna play superman is that a conflict of interest like would marvel be upset with dc if he was playing both sides of the fence like would he have to choose one or the other i'm interested in here if that's true if this is rumors true um i don't see him as superman michael b jordan is a great actor if you've never seen uh, a lot of people their introduction to michael b jordan unfortunately was uh black panther but it, go watch fruitville station if you haven't already go check out creed um he is a solid actor he can't actually act uh and unfortunately you didn't get to see that in the fantastic four movie we don't talk about <laughs> um what's the name so yeah if your first time seeing michael b jordan is in fantastic four and then you saw him in black panther you're probably like 50 50 on him you're like oh he could act maybe you couldn't act but he has good movies under his belt i just don't see him as superman i don't see the demeanor i don't see the energy and also another problem i have with this is they're talking about moving in a new direction and making superman black are you making superman black just for the sake of making him black because you want to have your own like black panther type sales or are we going to actually explore the idea of Superman being black and actually like how that affects him being a superhero? Because I hate adding diversity to this shit for the sake of adding diversity. If you're going to go there, go there. Like make it make Superman black and he's like helping people on the street and he's still getting called nigger. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's more interesting to me. Like I want you to like because what, what is uh, what, what did Kanye say? Uh, you, you just a nigger in a coop, basically. So basically, he'd still be just a nigga in a cape. Basically, if you catch what I'm saying, like explore the idea of racism. This motherfucker tried to, he got a Superman cape on, and he tries to go to Starbucks, and they call the police on him or some shit like that. Just don't make him black. Actually, and it doesn't have to be preachy, but drop some gems. Basically, don't just make him black for the sake of making him black. I don't, I don't, I don't, because then it's just like whatever. Then you're gonna make all the social, not the social justice, where you're gonna make all the conservative weirdos mad. I wouldn't be mad, but it's just like it does. I don't. I don't get it. Like why? Because Henry's not a terrible actor. I don't know if you guys seen uh, Mission Impossible, the new Mission Impossible. I'm not gonna spoil it, but Henry uh, is in that movie and he did his thing. Um, he's he's definitely a good actor. Uh, that movie, Mission, the new Mission Impossible, it proved to me that it's not that he can't play Superman or any other characters are bad in the DCU. I just think the CG bad. It's the CG is bad in the DCU, and I think the writers and the directors are bad. It's it, and anybody can make a bad movie. That's what I'm saying. Henry's a good actor give him the benefit of the doubt so it'd be this isn't true take it all with a grain of salt i don't know what the fuck is going on it'll be interesting to see what uh they do if they really do replace henry as superman and they try to make him black um i'm not looking for a 12 years of slave story because i'm tired of all the all that bullshit but if you're gonna make him black make him black you know superman's got to be on the street dapping people up and shit you know what i'm saying um but yeah that's all i got to say on that <laughs> um moving on to the music side of things i got one thing on my show notes and you guys already know what it is we're back for an update on the white on white crime all right guys so white on white crime is at an all-time high um it's peaking there's violence in the streets the hooligans are they're they're rioting and the reason is like i said last week machine gun kelly dissed eminem now eminem has responded this week he dropped a song what was that shit called uh something fire hold up i'm I listened to it. I, I forgot what it's called. We're going to get into it. Uh, oh, it's called Kill Shot. So he released a response to Machine Gun Kelly's song uh, called Kill Shot. 
and I just want to I just want to get this out in the air because this is probably good what I'm about to say is probably gonna piss off a lot of people but uh I don't give a fuck this is my opinion it's not gonna it's not gonna kill you I have no bias in this situation if you follow me on Twitch you follow me on YouTube you know I am not a Eminem fan whatsoever I've always been able and that doesn't make me an Eminem hater let's get something straight I'm not I'm not a fan of Eminem but I'm not an Eminem hater I've always been able to recognize Eminem can flow on a beat uh, he can de he, he definitely can rap um he can put projects together I just I'm his content isn't for me but as an MC he I recognize his skills and I respect it I just if you put him in like your top five your top ten I would never argue with you like I can understand why you did that he's just personally not for me and I think uh I forgot where I heard it in a I heard it somebody say it in an interview I can never really always articulate why I never liked Eminem and then I heard someone say it in an interview and he articulated it for me and I, I'm paraphrasing I wish I knew what the interview was but basically dude was saying he's like the reason I'm not a fan of Eminem is he's like he's like in his earlier work he used to always talk about killing his mom and fuck his mom and his baby mama and fuck his baby mama and all this other shit and like i was like that's it he's like he's like i love my mama and eminem talking about killing his mama and he's like i don't know about y'all but he's like but we as black men a lot of us are raised by our mothers so we just love our mothers and he's talking about killing his mama he's like i can't relate to that shit i was like that's what it is bro i was like it might sound cheesy it might sound corny but it's the same thing i like i know my dad I, my dad was in my life but i was pr i was primarily raised by my mother so i love my mama and to hear eminem talking about he gonna kill his mama i mean i'm cleaning out my closet head ass boy like i just can't relate to that like I, I don't i don't get it i don't get it but if you like eminem whatever so i wanted to say that i'm not a fan of eminem but also don't get it twisted i am not a fan of machine gun kelly because if you follow my youtube or you follow my twitch you know i slander cleveland the city of cleveland almost daily i can't stand little england it's cloudy it sucks there's poverty there's nothing to do it's just smog in the air bruh looks like fucking i don't know if you guys played spider-man but towards the end when the city's on fire and shit that's just what cleveland looks like uh anyways yeah i'm not a, i'm not a fan of machine gun kelly i couldn't name you one song besides the uh wild boy shit when he first came out um so there's there's no bias here i i have no stake in sharing my opinion on this this to me this is just entertaining white on white crime um <laughs> what i gotta say about machine gun kelly and eminem is <sighs> i'm sorry but i gotta give cleveland a w ladies and gentlemen that kill shot song that response to mj mgk it just eminem just i feel like this dude is ruining his legacy uh just let it go man it's okay to retire his response to MGK was not impressive at all to me. Uh, he was flowing on the beat. I'll give him that. But what he was saying was nothing. He literally, it was a four minute song. And he literally said nothing but, I don't like you. And I have more fans than you. Like he low-key pulled a Nicki Minaj uh, with the, I have more fans than you. So I'm better than you. Like it wasn't, he didn't say anything clever. And in my opinion, I think MGK's diss track towards Eminem was better than Eminem's response. Now, am I saying MGK's diss track was amazing? No. Am I saying it was great? No. But I'm saying it was better than Eminem shit. Uh, Eminem did not address what he was talking about. He accused him of blackballing him in, in the industry, calling up radio stations and shit like that. That's some hefty accusations, and it makes Eminem look like a bitch, bro. Um fucking talking about uh keeping food out of his family's mouth with that shit and stuff like that he was saying stuff on the track that i felt as a man i'm like yo eminem you looking a little funny in the light and eminem responds to it and he says i i just don't like you that's what he literally said in the song i just don't like you and he basically just repeated himself over and over for four minutes saying things like that and i have more fans and i have better sales than you i'm a legend like 
I, I feel like for you to get on the track and say I'm a legend, that's a given. Like we know that. Like we want to hear some. You got some dirt on him. You got some clever bars. There was nothing clever about the song. So in my opinion, unfortunately, it pains me to say this, and I'm not even a fan of Eminem. But I have to respect him as my elder and my legend, and it pains me to say this, but I got to give the young bull the W, Machine Gun Kelly. His track was just, it was just, it was just better. It was better. It was better. That being said, like I said, I don't have any stake in this conversation. I, and in the long run, I really don't give a fuck. Uh, to me, this is just entertainment. This is like wrestling to me. Uh, it's just, it's just, it's just fun to watch white and white crime to me. Um, it's just, they're, they're tearing up their neighborhood, you know? They're fucking, they're out here just committing crimes. They're not pulling up their pants. They're just rapping at each other. And it's fun to watch. So um, I don't know if MGK is going to respond again, but I will be on the sidelines watching for the entertainment with my popcorn. I don't know if you guys seen that meme with uh, Kevin Hart, like not Kevin Hart, but uh, uh, fucking. Well, it's not even a meme. It's from the fucking thriller video. Michael Jackson, he's like eating the popcorn, but it turned into a meme and he's like smiling. That's me in the corner just smiling. Ooh, ooh. A, a battle of the trailer parks. Who's going to win? <laughs> so if you're curious on what's my opinion for the Eminem versus MJK, uh, MJK. First round goes to Machine Gun Kelly. Is there going to be a round? Oh, excuse me. Is there going to be a round two? I don't know. We shall see. All right. Moving on to the life section of the podcast. We got a question here, and it comes from Malcolm Jones. Shout out to Malcolm. I got this one from Twitter. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Mr. School. Uh, I'm so fucking stupid. I don't even know my own Twitter, and I've had it since 2010. It is at Mr. Underscore, I keep it real. Underscore. Okay, look. Sound like an alien came out of me or something. I'm sorry. That's funny too because a predator movie just came out. I'm not an alien. Okay, listen, 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 listen. My Twitter is at Mr. Sc- I can't talk to you. I got like five hours of sleep. I can't talk to you. I'd be. <sighs> this podcast, I apologize. If you guys, I, now I can understand why nobody's subscribing. This podcast is fucking awful. Um, my Twitter is Mitt, Mitt, Mitt Romney. Fuck it. It doesn't even matter what my Twitter, I can't talk today. <laughs> I cannot talk today. Fuck it. All right. It doesn't even matter what my Twitter is. If you want to know my Twitter, just take my damn anchor profile or follow me on YouTube and you'll, you'll find it. Fuck it. I can't even talk today. Anyways, this one came from Malcolm Jones on Twitter. Uh, he asked, what are the do's and don'ts of living on your own when you're leaving your parents' house? Uh, I'm going to assume you're like 17, 18, 19, 20, you know, you're ready to move out your parents' house, bring over the ladies, uh, without sneaking them over. Nah, I don't plan. Um, but yeah, moving out of your parents' house, the do's and your don'ts. This is one I think I can speak on because this year, back in August, I turned 28. I moved out of my parents' house when I was 18. So I've officially been on my own since I was. Well, I've been on my own for 10 years now. Now I think about it. I've been out. I hopped off the porch at 10 years ago, bro. That's wild. That's wild. Like, it feels like time flies. Time really does fly. Um, anyways, so do's and don'ts of moving out of your parents' house. Uh, there's a lot, but here's a uh, four that I, ch- I can give you that I thought were kind of important. Uh, tip number one, do create a safety net. If you can do it before you move out of your parents' house. And if you don't know what a safety net is, a safety net is basically save up some money just in case you ever lose your job that you can live off that money for at least like maybe three months while you try to find another job. So basically save up money before you move out and leave that in the bank, create another bank account. If you have to, that's separate from your checkings account. Um, and create that safety net just in case something happens. You never know when something is going to happen. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, an old apartment that I, um, an old apartment that I lived in, uh, they hit me with a bill because uh, I had a situation. I, I was living with somebody. I had a situation. I moved out 
that person said that my name wasn't on the lease i just moved in on some like you know like on a handshake type shit um but apparently my name was on the lease and they lied so when i moved out i got into a new place and literally a year later out of nowhere the company that owns the apartments called me and they was like yo your name's on the lease that person left the the other person left the place cruddy uh da 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 you owe this that and the third long story short i ended up owing two thousand dollars to this and i couldn't argue with him because my name was on the fucking lease the motherfucker lied to me i should have checked it then and keep in mind i was like 20 at the time so i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't dotting my eyes and crossing my t's i wasn't checking everything um so yeah i ended up owing two thousand dollars but thank god i had saved money i had a safety net so i was like all right well i ended up paying it and i got rid of that problem like that create a safety net is so important you do not know when something's gonna happen you never know when your car is gonna break down you never know when your dishwasher is gonna break down i don't know your lights explode or something like that so always create a safety net so you'll be ready for anything um do try to when, you, when you're moving out and you're looking for a place you're not gonna always find this but it is so important in my opinion do try to find a place that has utilities included in the bills what I mean by that utilities included is when you let's say your rent is a thousand dollars a month utilities included means uh, water electricity air conditioning all that all, you know the oven all that bullshit it is included in the bill so you don't have to pay extra if you do not get utilities included there's going to be a separate bill for the electricity and like the gas and all that stuff so you're gonna have to let's say your bill is let's say your rent is a thousand dollars you're gonna have the utilities on top of that so your bill might come out to actually like 1200 a month because you have utilities so i'm not saying you will find it but if you can try as hard as you can to really look for a place that has utilities included because if it has utilities included it makes your life so easy not having to worry about paying for energy but also um you can then you can uh then you, the only bill that you'll have to focus on is your rent and then your internet because the, the internet is still considered a luxury basically i think i think uh we should advocate to make it at this point a uh, necessity or what, what's the word i'm looking for i don't know but I, i've seen um bills being created for that i think at this point the internet is a necessity especially the way this, the school system works now but right now it's still a luxury so you would just have to pay for rent and internet uh that's what that's what I would I would say. So, yeah, try to find a place with utilities included to help, you know, maintain the cost. Um, do not co-sign for nobody. Don't co-sign nothing for nobody, boy. There's going to be a time where you find yourself a nice little girl or if you're a female listening, you're going to be a time where you find yourself a man, especially females. If you listen to this shit, because I know I know I've heard plenty of stories of dudes be doing this shit. Dudes be finessing women, bro. And the co-signs and shit and women be finessing dudes. It goes both ways. The bottom line is who whoever's listening and whatever your gender is do not co-sign nothing for nobody don't co-sign a car don't co-sign a goddamn mortgage or rent what whatever it is don't put your shit in your name on shit because yes you may be helping your friend because you have better credit and they'll help them get that car that they want but now you're responsible for that car as well so if they stop paying for that car they're gonna fuck up your credit and you do not want fucked up credit because a lot of things involve credit and that's my next tip build your credit early don't be like me i just recently started building my credit over the past two years um i was hard-headed as fuck um because i i personally believe in don't spend money that you don't have that's why i've been pretty stress-free because i try to maintain my money i just try to spend what i do have but it became a point where i could not deny that i did need credit you need a credit history in order to get a mortgage you need a credit history in order to get cars um <clears throat> just just a lot of expensive things you need credit history you need to be able to prove because at the end of the day there's hardly anybody in the world can afford a 40 dollars car forty thousand dollar car out of their pocket you have to buy it you have to buy it off a loan basically and you're gonna need credit in order to pay for things uh you gotta prove that you can pay people back um if you if you do not want to get a credit card uh first of all if you do get a credit card 
don't fall into the trap. Don't go crazy with it. I have a credit card, but to be honest, I use it maybe one time to two times a month. I go to the like I go to the grocery store every day because I try to limit how much food I have in the house because I'm over here trying to you know get my body right and shit like that. Trying to get my you know GI fitness. Um, so I go to the grocery store every day, and let's say um, I don't know. There's 30 days in a month. One day out of that month, I will buy groceries with my 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 my, my credit card, and then I'll go pay off the credit card so that I have a uh, very high credit score. I have a very high credit score. Uh, my credit score, I, I don't mean to brag, but I constantly get uh, mail from companies and shit. I get pre-approved for like thousand dollar credit cards and shit like that. Like I, I get pre-approved for a lot of money, basically. Uh, that, that's another reason why you want to have high credit, uh, especially if you own a business. So I get I get uh, pre-approved for really high loans uh, because I have good credit. But uh, if you don't want to use a credit card, uh, also consider going to your bank and asking them what can you do about building your credit. A lot of companies, a lot not companies, but not a lot of uh a lot of banks offer a kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? A prepaid credit card that you can do. So basically what they'll do is they'll sign you up. They'll give you a card. And what you do is they'll take like, say, you'll, they'll ask you what, your, what you want your limit to be on your credit card. Uh, let's say you want it to be $500. It can be $200, $300. They're going to take $300 out of your checking account. And they're going to put it into your new credit account. And now you have $300 a month to spend on that new credit card that they give you. So basically you're paying, basically you're becoming your own creditor. And you're going to have to uh, basically uh, pay yourself off like that. And over the years, you'll build your credit like that. So if you don't want to get a credit card from a company, you can't build your own credit that way. Go to your bank and ask, what can you do about building your credit? And they should have a card program where you can get your own little prepaid credit card and uh, handle things that way. But yeah, credit is so important. That's why you see Jay-Z talking about it on 444. For all the expensive shit that you're going to want, you're going to need good credit. Otherwise, you will never get a loan from a bank and uh, your life is screwed. It's unfortunately, but that is the way the real world works. Um, and on the other side of uh, the life stuff, by the way, uh, I forgot to say this at the beginning of the thing. Whatever I say is not law. Uh, this is just life experiences that I'm sharing with you guys. I'm not saying these are things that you need to abide by. This is the playbook that you need to abide by. These are just my opinions, and hopefully they're helpful. I'm not saying it's law. Uh, I forgot to say that at the beginning. Anyways, uh, moving on to the next life thing. Uh, this is actually more financial stuff, uh, actually. Uh, homeless asked on chat. Shout out to Homeless on chat on Twitter. Homeless, you know her from the Twitch chat. That's why I said chat. Uh, homeless asked about financial advice. Uh, you wish you would have known when you were younger, when you basically first moved out. Um, I got three things that I wrote down. Um, number one, the moment you turn 18, you are responsible for your taxes. And I, this might sound goofy to some of y'all, but my dumbass did not know when I was 18, you know, you 18, you just, you, you fresh, you green, you straight out of high school. You have to fucking file your taxes. I did not know this, bro. Uh, my, it turns out like when I came back from college, my mom told me like, my mom was like, yo, did you file your taxes? At this point, I'm 19. She's like, yo, did you file your taxes? I was like, no, no, no. I was this is when I came back the second semester. I was 20. And she was like, did you file your taxes? I was like, no. What are you talking about? I was like, I had to do that. And she was like, yeah. I was like, well, who's been filing my taxes the past two years when I was 18 and 19? She's like, oh, I did it. She didn't tell me that she did it. Well, I was like, well, how the fuck do I sign? How the fuck do I do this? Like, what? So, so basically, I had to get on Google and research how to file, learn what a W two, a W nine is, all this bullshit, bro. You're gonna have to learn, learn what a tax write off is if you own a business and shit like that, because that is very important for saving money. Um, just know when you turn eighteen, you have to file your taxes, bro. And uh, ask your parents uh, if you're if you're sixteen or seventeen, ask them about filing taxes, man. It's one of the things that I wish they would teach in school, man. It's something that I had to self teach myself through online education. Um. 
through Google basically. Um, but if you're if you're young, you listen to this. You're 15, 16, 17, 18, and ask your parents about filing taxes, how you do it, what this form is, what that form is, and if your parents are open, ask them if you can look at the books if they keep books. I don't know of their finances, so you can see how really how expensive things are because that's it's you don't want to listen. Last thing you want to do is go to war with the IRS because the IRS wins every fucking time. Um, another tip: <laughs> if you're good at this is something. This is what my grandpa told me. Uh, I think I was like 15. I was like 14 or 15. I was a young bull. Um, my grandpa pulled me aside one time uh, because one thing that I've always been good at is I've always been good at like reverse engineering shit. Like uh, I used to take apart like TVs and. Um, what's that shit called like uh, like air conditioners when i was like a kid and do like mess with the parts and see what this and that does and put them back together and shit like that um and like my grandpa like noticed this shit when i was young and like he pulled me aside one day he's like yo i see you good with your hands and this that and the third uh and he was like one thing he's like i want you to know he's like he's like my, my first of all my, my grandpa's a retired um he's a retired pe teacher and he was a coach football he used to coach football in like high school but uh, also he made money on the side being an electrician and he said one thing he's like i wanted you to know he's like if you're good at something he's like make sure you get paid for it don't ever do nothing for free and, like know your worth and this is something that i always preach on stream and, and like this didn't come from like like youtube and like me making mistakes like i've always just been told as a kid like know your worth um he was like yo if you ever want to learn how to be an electrician you want to learn like the basics of it he's like you can make so much money you can set your own prices when you go to people's houses and fix their shit and do contracts he's like if you want to know you know um fucking i'll teach you so i i, I wasn't interested in like in hindsight i wish i would have learned it because then i would have had another skill under my tree if i ever needed to make money i could be an electrician uh, apparently they make a shit ton of money look into it if you're interested um so yeah he always told me if you're good at something make sure you get paid for it know your worth um and that's kind of always been that's kind of always been like my mantra like people one thing about like this online creation thing is like people be trying to lowball you and it's gonna happen in real life fuck all this youtube shit people are always gonna try to lowball you because they're gonna assume that you don't know any better especially if your ass is young they're always gonna assume you don't know any better um some like uh, i remember master p said something that really stuck with me he said when he was young and he first came into the game uh record companies were offering him million dollar deals and he didn't even have a hit record out at this time he said he was just buzzing in the streets the record labels were hearing about it and they wanted to sign him he had no hit record out and he said the record companies were offering him million dollar contracts five million dollar contracts and he said well he said he denied the record labels the deal he said well shit if i'm worth 10 million dollars he says i know i'm worth at least 100 million and that's what you got to tell yourself if someone if someone offers you 200 dollars off the bat let's say you're like an artist if someone offers you $200 off the bat for your artwork, you worth at least 400. Keep it a buck. Keep that in your brain. And all like you should always shoot high and then try to meet in the middle. Like say like, I don't know, they say, "Yo, I'll pay I'll pay you 200. I want 500." Oh man, come on, blah, 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 and then you negotiate. Now your ass got 350 instead of 100, you know what I'm saying? So no know your worth basically. Um I'll make sure you're getting paid out there. Don't let nobody trump you. Uh, trump you. God damn it. Why did I say that? Fuck that shit. Um, and the last tip is I wish I would have known about how to invest money. Now, this one was more so uh, because I'm black. Um, if you're black and you're listening to you, you already know most black people do not know how to play the stock market. And mainly that's because a lot of our financial wealth was burned away. Things like Black Wall Street, 
um they didn't like that so they burned it down which is funny because they always tell us to uplift ourselves out of poverty and we need to work harder but when we were doing that and we had flourishing black communities they lynched and they killed us and this that and the third but we don't we, we ain't gonna get into all that because that's too much facts right that's too much facts so yeah you had things like black wall street you had a lot of different other black neighborhoods you had detroit which was booming uh for the black community you had a lot of communities in america that were booming financially and I feel like because a lot of our communities got burned down through the racism and all this other shit, we lost a lot of financial uh, literacy um, along the way that could have been passed on from our great great grandpas to our grandpas. You know what I'm saying? Like that knowledge should have been passed on to someone like me, but it didn't get to people like us because our history has been constantly. We've constantly had our f people's neck foot on our necks, basically. Um, so I, a lot of us in the black community, we don't know how to invest. Our parents don't know how to invest because they didn't get that knowledge to pass on to us. That's something I wish I would have known. And it's something I'm just now learning about at 28 years old. It's something that I wanted to know about when I was in my early 20s. I always knew it was important to invest. I just didn't know where to start. You go on online on Google and it's kind of like it doesn't really it, I feel like that's one of the few times that, like it didn't really help me. Uh, like I feel like you got to know somebody to really guide you through how to invest uh, in the stock market so you can make some money back. You can make because it, it's important to have uh, passive income. If you know, passive income is basically money that you make in your sleep um, and that comes from investment. And I just learned this past June during E3 how to play the stock market and don't get it twisted i'm not i'm not saying i'm some expert who's making a shit ton of money but i have learned the basics of investing and i learned that through siggy uh siggy and gi is like the money guy uh he he's always talking money um he's big on investments and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try to be in nobody's pockets i'm not gonna put all his money how much money he makes uh out there but not only does this man have a job but he plays the stock market and he showed me his bank account on his phone like i said i'm not gonna give you the number but all i'm gonna say is that nigga got money bro do not be fooled that nigga got money bro and when i seen that shit i was like oh wait a minute though this because siggy has been trying to put me on he's been trying to for like over the years he's been trying to tell me different things to invest he just never gave me the specifics on how to do it i was like oh he really knows what the fuck he's talking about this motherfucker's getting money yo um so basically what he taught me back in june and i've been investing ever since is the basics of the stock market so all it is is stocks and shares like shares and shit uh they come at a certain price so let's say you want to invest in uh i don't know target if it's a public traded card company i don't know let's say targets uh shares are five dollars a share uh you basically want to buy like five to, you want to buy at least five to ten shares of a company if you can afford it um you never want to buy one share that's really weird uh and you basically want to see how well that you basically want to keep that money in into the company and you want to see how well the company does and if it starts to perform better you'll start to see those shares go up uh and when the shares reach a peak you want to sell them so basically you want to buy low and then sell high um what's the name he told me i remember siggy told me to like last year to invest in nvidia he was no two years ago he told me to invest in nvidia and i didn't listen he was like nvidia nvidia stocks were only like nine dollars a stock um and now they're worth like a hundred dollars a stock or something like that because you know the um the whole mine the what's it the uh the Bitcoin miners, they're buying up all the GPUs and it's rose the stock of the company. And now their stocks are worth a shit ton of money. And I could have invested a few bucks and get, and let's say you bought like 10 of them. Now you got like a thousand dollars in stock that you could have just sold off and you just, you just pocketed all that money. So buy low, sell high, you buy low and then you wait for the, uh, the, basically the stock to peak. Um, the, the best tip I can give for investing in what he told me is like, he's like invest in things that you are that you understand and what i understand is gaming and technology so all my money that i have is in gaming and technology uh and if you're wondering how do you how do you invest uh the app that i use i researched it's called Robinhood. um 
you can get it on iOS and Android. And what's really dope about it is there are no fees. If you use any other app or any other website, there will be fees for trading. So basically, if you buy a stock, let's say the stock is $5. If you go to some regular website, there's going to be a fee for buying the stock. It might be a dollar. So now the stock is $6. And then if you want to sell the stock, then you there's also a fee for selling it, which is like another dollar. So basically, there's a middleman taking extra money, skimming money off of your shit. With Robinhood, there's no middleman. You just If the stock is $5, it's $5. They do not charge you. And if you try to sell it, and let's say let's say your stock goes from five to two hundred dollars you just made 150 bucks and you they're not skimming any i said 150 bucks i i don't know math you, you get the point you're gonna make more money i'm, I'm a fucking idiot uh <laughs> hopefully this is not going over people's heads i use the robin hood app um like i said invest in things that you know about one thing i would say pay attention to maybe what your friends are doing if all your friends are wearing the latest i don't know sneaker that's a new brand look and see if that sneaker is a publicly traded company and maybe invest in it because you see all your friends are wearing it this shit is probably about to boom because your friends are probably like i don't know online influencers or some shit like that um like i see i got uh money in amd gopro twitter zynga uh facebook like and don't get it don't get it twisted you do not have to uh go for the uh, expensive stuff like the apple and the facebook's which are really expensive uh you can you can start low and then you just want to go high don't don't all, don't try to buy apple now because it's hot uh if you, I, I saw a documentary yesterday, the other day it was like if you would have invested in apple in 20 no amazon if you didn't amazon stocks were like three dollars back in like 2009 now they're worth like a thousand dollars a stock imagine if you would have bought like 20 of them bitches bro you'd be fucking rich well not rich but you'd be you would have made a lot of fucking money so basically investing is about any it's just like anything else it's about having foresight do you see the potential in something put some money towards it and like i said i don't invest a lot of money like i every month i put a little bit of money towards this that and the third i buy a few stocks here a few stocks there um another piece of advice do not basically spend money that you know you can throw away and basically that's disposable income basically money that you spend towards video games or going to the movies maybe let's say you go to the movies three times a month Maybe go only go two times and spend a little bit of that money towards some stocks. Um, I like I said, if you if, basically you ain't got it unless you can spend it twice. Keep that in mind. Um, like I said, and I really I have not lost any money once he gave me that tip. My actually I'm looking at my shit right now. My my money's up ten percent. Uh, actually more. I've only put in like I've only put in like seven hundred bucks. I started investing back in like July. And I'm already up to like 932 bucks. And like, it's like, it's slowly just going up. So basically, in, let's recap. Yeah, only invest in what you know about. Buy low, sell high, download the Robin app. That's the basic. I don't know all the advance. Um, I'm sure Siggy is going to give me more advice. And if I get more advice, maybe I'll share with you. Actually, no, we've, um, we've been thinking about doing a series for the Patreon. Uh, an exclusive series called uh, Stock Talk. Uh, hosted by Siggy. And basically... Uh, He's going to give like he's thinking about giving. I, I've been well, he's not thinking about I've been pushing him to share his advice on how to make more money for people, because I know a lot of my audience is black, Latino, Asian. We're basically people of color uh, and we might not have the info that you are. Look, you might not have the info that you're looking for, but I know he has it. Um, but I feel like putting that behind the Patreon, behind a paywall, because that's very valuable info. I don't want to just give away for free. Uh, sue me. Like I said, my grandpa said, know your worth. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be a lot, but yeah, make it a Patreon exclusive uh, <clears throat> for the Patreon backers to learn how to make money with him, giving all different types of advice. Uh, I don't know. Give me feedback. Oh, there's no fucking comment section, but hopefully, I don't know. We'll talk it over and see if we do that. Um, but yeah, those are some basics, uh, some financial advice. Hopefully that helped you guys. I know I was rambling and I was kind of low, low over the place, but hopefully it helped. <clears throat> 
and that's all i got on my podcast notes so hopefully you guys enjoyed the show um keep in mind that we are available on spotify and itunes and all other podcast outlets um thank you to everybody who submitted a question um r.i.p lawbreakers uh and uh i will see you guys next week if there's enough info uh, on the next episode of hokage thoughts